Welcome to the Laivana podcast. I am Ivana, your host, life coach, and motivational blogger. I'm here to help you create your own version of a dream life. Each week, you'll hear mindset shifts and action steps that you can implement into your daily life to start living a life you're excited about. Are you ready to go all in on your dreams? Then let's get started. Hi everyone, welcome to today's episode. Today we're going to be talking about five tips to make right decisions with human design. Now, before we start to make the most out of this episode, I recommend you look up your human design authority, which tells you what's your most aligned way to make decisions. So to look up your human design chart and to find your authority, you can go to mybodygraph.com. The link is in the show notes. And on that site, you just click on free body graph, enter your birth information, and it will tell you what's your authority. If you're on your desktop, on your left, you're going to see your body graph, your human design chart. And on your right, you will see all of these information like type, strategy, not self theme, and you will also see your authority. Your authority can be sacral, splenic, emotional, so I recommend that before we dive deeper into today's episode, you know what your authority is. Now, what I love about human design is that it teaches us that there is no one right way to make decisions. Your authority, what is written in your chart, tells you what's most aligned way for you to make the best decisions. So it's not the same for everyone. It's not that everyone will have sacral authority or splenic or emotional or ego authority or self-projected or mental. It's going to be different for everyone. And I know for myself, before I knew about human design, when I was younger, I used to think that if someone says that they need some time before making a decision, I would always assume that it was a no. Because for me, My authority is sacral, which means that when I'm making decisions, I should listen to my gut. If my gut is telling me yes or no, that's the right thing. And I used to think that because I was always making decisions in the moment, I always thought that that's the approach that works for everyone. So when anyone would tell me, I'll let you know in a few days, or I'm not sure yet, I'm going to think about it. I would always assume it's a no. So learning more about human design not only helped me understand myself and the way that I make most aligned decisions, but it also helped me accept and understand others. So what I used to do before was literally forcing people. I was like, come on, let's do it. You know, tell me right now, what do you think? What's your decision? literally forcing people and overstepping their boundaries because I was making decisions in the moment and I just assumed that everyone else should be able to make best decisions right away. And now when someone tells me I'm going to let you know in a few days or I'm going to need to sleep on this decision or whatever it is, I'm so okay with that. I honor that. The same way that I now accept my authority, I also accept other people's ways of making decisions and just their way of living their life, you know, because we're not all the same. And I think that instead of forcing other people to change or needing other people to change, the first step is always to learn more about ourselves, accept and understand ourselves, because everything, every change that we want to see externally needs to start with ourselves. So that's a bit of an introduction. And now let's get into the tips to make right decisions with human design. 
So the first tip to make a right decision is don't try to mentally rationalize your options, choices, decisions, why you feel a certain way or why you feel pulled to one choice. I love that, that in human design, there is no one authority. And as I've said, authority just means what's your most aligned way to make decisions. There is no one authority that is like you should think about your decision. You should make a pros and cons list. You should think you should rationalize. There is no one authority that is encouraged to make decisions based on mentally rationalizing their decisions. Because from my point of view, when we try to rationalize our decisions, it's always based on what we think would look best, for example, or what others think we should do, or where we think we should be by now in our lives. And that is always going to drive our decisions, you know. For example, I think I should do this because I saw other people doing it, so I think that's the best decision. And oftentimes when we try to explain our decisions, it's going to be based on some limiting beliefs that we have or some fears or what we think is or isn't possible for us. Let's say that you want to quit your job because you don't enjoy it, you absolutely hate every day you need to go to work and you want to quit, but instead of quitting, you are going to start thinking about all of the fears like, oh my God, what if this happens? What if that happens? I think I should stick with this job because what if this is the best job that I can get? When we try to rationalize our decisions and when we make decisions based on what our mind is telling us, what our limiting beliefs, what our fears or what other people are telling us, then that leads us to our not-self theme, which you can also see on the right side from your chart. Not-self theme, for example, for manifesting generators and generators is frustration. So when you make decisions based on what you think should be the best decision, it might lead you to frustration. When you spend too much time on that job that you hate or a relationship you don't like or in a place that just doesn't bring you joy anymore. It might lead you to your not-self theme, which can be frustration, as I've said, or for manifestors, anger, for projectors, it's bitterness, and for reflectors, it's disappointment. So whenever we make decisions from our mind, from what we think that should be the best decision, or from what sounds best or looks best from the outside, it might lead us to this not-self theme. So that's the first thing that I recommend is not trying to rationalize your decisions, not living your life based on what you think should be the best or what looks best or sounds best. That's not the right way to make decisions. Now you can think, well, of course I should think about my decisions. But as I've said, when we start thinking about what is the best option, then we base that on our past on our limiting beliefs, on our fears, on what we think is possible and stuff like that. And decisions that are best for us will oftentimes include growth. And we like to stay in our comfort zones, so it's going to be easy for us to convince ourselves that if we would do something outside of our comfort zone, that that wouldn't be the best thing for us. So whenever we try to make decisions based on our mind, it's always going to go in a different direction than from what's actually best for us. Now, the second advice that I have for making right decisions is don't ask other people for opinions. 
This happens so often and I'm going to share with you an example when I was working with a business coach and you would assume that when you're working with a business coach, they know best, they know the best strategy, they know what works, they know what doesn't and mostly they do, but they know it for their business. And for example, my business coach, she had an amazing success with Instagram. So what she was doing is she was basically teaching me Instagram. She was telling me, show up on stories as much as you can, go live as much as you can, which was working for her. So of course, that's going to be her opinion. You know, she saw success with Instagram and she's going to teach it to others. But Instagram wasn't my thing. It wasn't my zone of genius. It wasn't something that I enjoyed. And what happened was, again, I was rationalizing that decision. I was like, well, of course, I'm going to show up every single day on Instagram because my coach, who is a successful business owner, she told me to do that. So, of course, I should be doing that. But the thing is that I never enjoyed Instagram. I never enjoyed showing up every single day on stories or going live or stuff like that. What I actually enjoyed was blogging. I enjoy this podcast. I enjoy writing format. I enjoy just picking up my microphone and recording an episode, sending out an email to my email list. Those are the things that I enjoy and those are the things that have been the most successful for me. Every single coaching client that I got, I got them from my email list. And now when I think about it, why didn't I focus on my email list? Because for my business, that's what's working. Not Instagram, but email and blogging and Pinterest and podcast. That's what works for me. So another advice I'm going to tell you is don't try to find solution externally, which is what I was doing. I was relying on my coach's strategy for my business, but she was teaching me what was working for her. So what happened after I was forcing and forcing and forcing Instagram for months and when I hit 1000 followers, I was so burnt out and there was my not-self theme. I was feeling frustrated because I was doing something that I didn't enjoy. So what ended up happening was I just deleted my Instagram. That Instagram account that I was showing up on stories every single day. I had some lives. I put in so much effort, but I didn't enjoy it at all. So at the end, I felt frustrated and I just deleted it. So that's the thing, you know, other people are not you. They are not living your life, so they can't know what's best for you. And when you ask for other people for opinions, or sometimes even when you hire a business coach, or when you buy a course a business course, or even some course on habits, they are going to teach you what works for them, which is not necessarily what will work for you. And there are so many different ways and paths to success, whatever it comes to, you know, if you want to create some habits, or if you want to start a business, whatever that is, there are so many ways you can achieve success in that area. And now I mentioned this business coach that had success with Instagram. She was teaching me Instagram, but there is another coach, just as an example, an other coach who is seven-figure entrepreneur, and she actually teaches you how you don't have to have any social media platform. You just have to tell people how you can help them. 
And that is it. So there are so many different people that are teaching you so many different things and strategies. So instead of asking other people for opinions and relying on just thinking that other people will know better than you, my advice is don't ask other people for opinions. And Yes, sometimes for some authorities in human design, it's going to be helpful if you share your thought process with someone else because it's beneficial for you to just hear how your decisions sound. It helps you process it better. So, of course, share your dilemma or your opinion or your decisions with other people, but don't ask them for opinion or for permission. That's the key. Now, the third tip is to experiment with your human design authority. If you're new to human design and you see authority sacral or splenic or ego, maybe it doesn't make much sense. I know for me, when I read authority sacral, I was like, what does this mean? So if you want help with explanation, what does that mean? And also when you see on your chart, you see some triangles, some squares, and it's like, what does this mean? Some of them are white, some of them are colored in. Or if you're a reflector, all of them are white. And you also see your strategy, which might be to respond or to wait a lunar cycle or to inform or to wait to be invited. And you're just looking at that and you're like, what? What does this even mean? I don't understand this language. So if you want help, then I invite you to order your unique human design blueprint, which is 20 plus page written guide to your unique design. And it's designed to help you to go from resistance to flow with radical self-acceptance. So the intention is for you to learn more about yourself, to become aware of how your energy works, of what are some challenges and lessons you are here to learn, and to help you to accept and understand yourself better. And also when you apply what you learn in this human design blueprint, you are going to be able to go from resistance to more flow in life by following your unique design. So the blueprint covers your energy type, your strategy, your inner authority, which is what we're talking about today, you know, how to make most aligned decisions. And also I'm sharing with you when and how to best use your authority. The blueprint is also going to cover your not-self theme, which is a sign that tells you that you're living out of alignment. It's going to cover your signature theme, which is a sign that tells you that you are in alignment and is going to cover your nine energy centers. So your energy centers are areas of your life where you have the most to learn and areas of your life where your energy is more reliable and consistent. And also it's not going to be just information what each of these things mean, but I'm also going to share with you some journal prompts and the ways that you can apply human design to your daily life. So if you want to order your human design blueprint, then the link to order one is in the show notes below or go to laivana.com slash human dash design dash blueprint. And on that site, you can read more about your blueprint and you can order one for yourself, which is going to be great for you if you want an in-depth explanation on how to actually use your design and how to use your authority. Now, when I said experiment with your human design authority for making decisions, that can look like, for example, if you see that your authority is sacral, then just throughout the day, you can start asking yourself some yes or no questions because your sacral is your gut instinct. Or if you are emotional authority, then practice giving yourself a day or two before making some bigger decisions and just see how it feels. 
all the different ways to experiment with your authority is going to be covered in human design blueprint for whatever authority you have. So that's a great place if you want to dive a bit deeper. But the thing that happens when we don't follow our authority is that it can lead to our not-self theme, which is what I said when I was following other people's strategies. I wasn't making decisions based on my sacral authority. I wasn't making decisions based on even what works for me. I was making decisions based on other people's opinions, other people's guidance, and that's just not the way to make right decisions. So I definitely encourage you to experiment with your human design authority and just getting to know yourself better, getting in tune with your feelings, with your gut, with your intuition, whatever your authority is. Now, the next tip to make the best decisions is don't make a pros and cons list. This is something that I think every one of us has done at least once. When you have a dilemma, it's, well, okay, I'm going to make a pros and cons list. What happens with these pros and cons lists is that we base them on what we think. Again, what we think is better or worse. We focus on what's a safer option, what's cheaper, what's easier. And it's based on our past on our thoughts, on our limiting beliefs, on what we think would be right. For example, if you want to start your own business, there are so many cons. What if your neighbor finds out about your blog or your podcast? Oh my God, like worst case scenario, right? Or that's a bit expensive because when you start your own business, first you have to invest. Before you see any result, You're going to need to invest. You're going to need to spend some money for it. You're going to spend time and energy and effort. And a lot of times in the beginning, that can all go in your cons category. So it's so easy to talk ourselves out of the opportunities that are best for us. Because when we see all of these negative things, we're like, well, okay, maybe I'm better where I am right now. So I'm just not going to do this thing that I want because where I am right now is safer, it's cheaper, it's easier. That's what we do with these pros and cons lists. We talk ourselves out of the opportunities that we actually want to take. And the thing with jobs, for example, there is no one job that is safe or stable or fixed. Everything can change. I mean, if 2020 has taught us anything, then it's that things can easily change. Out of nothing, everything can change. But when you're making this pros and cons list, you're not going into this field of possibilities. What you're doing is you're evaluating the situation in front of you based on what's familiar to you, based on your past and your present. But you have no idea of all the pros that can come along when you make this decision, when you go after the thing you actually want, you have no idea what are all the amazing things that can happen that's still not familiar to your mind. So that's the reason why I personally don't do these pros and cons lists anymore, because how can I know what are all the amazing things that can happen once I make this decision that I actually want to go after. So my advice is ditch the pros and cons list and start relying on yourself. Ask yourself, how does this decision make me feel? Instead of oftentimes when we make these lists, is it's more based on what it's going to look like from the outside, maybe what are other people going to think of us, what we think is going to make us look better, what is going to sound better. 
and stuff like that instead of what is actually going to make you feel better. So that's just my perspective on these pros and cons lists. And the last advice that I have for making right decisions with human design is give yourself time to make a decision if that's what you need. Because there are authorities, human design authorities, that need time to make a decision. And in this world, it's so often, you know, make a decision right away. When you're making some bigger decisions in your life, when you're making some long-term commitments, then I would say it's smart to ask for time when you can. Asking someone like, can I get back to you in a few days? Or if you have an emotional authority, just sleep on it and see how the decision feels the next day. The point is that you don't need to rush the process. Even if you're making some personal decisions where no one else is rushing you, then don't rush yourself. As I've said, if you have human design authority that requires time for making a decision, then don't rush it. Don't rush the process if you don't have to. Because we are all taught that if you wait a few days, then that makes you indecisive, you don't know what you want. That's just not true because not everyone works best with making in-the-moment decisions. And also, one thing that I want to say is one authority is not better than the other. One human design type is not better than the other. The point is that we're all different. So if you have sacral authority and you're able to make an in-the-moment decision, you're not better and that's not better than someone that has a lunar authority and that's advised to wait 28 days before making a decision. Or waiting is not better than making an in-the-moment decisions. The point is that nothing is better or worse. It's just different. And what I love about human design is once you are aware of what's your most aligned way to make a decision, you can start honoring that. You can start accepting that and stop expecting from yourself to make decisions the opposite way. Once we get to know ourselves deeper, on a deeper level, we get to use that in the best way. Because once you learn all these things about yourself, you're going to start looking at them as your unique gifts instead of things that make you weird. For example, when I learned that I'm a manifesting generator which is my human design type. And for manifesting generator, we pivot a lot. We change a lot and we constantly like to do new things. And for the majority of my life, I was like, why can't I stick to one thing? Because I see so many people sticking to one thing. And I was always like, for example, as you know, I have a blog, I have a podcast, Pinterest. I've covered different topics on this podcast since I started it. Yes, it's all self-development related, but it's it was confidence, goals, motivation, mindset, spirituality, now human design. And I just love changing things up. And I thought that that was weird because everyone teaches us that we need to fit in a box, you know, decide what you want to do, decide what college you want to attend, what job you want to have for the rest of your life. And that's it. So once I learned that I'm a manifesting generator and for me, I'm designed to constantly change and pivot, I started to accept that and I started to think of it as a gift instead of something that is weird because 
we are not encouraged to try out different things so that then we can find what we like and what we don't like. We are encouraged to choose one and stick with one. And that's not what works for me. So what I love the most about human design is that it's a way to accept yourself. I know the more that I learn about myself through human design, when I learn about all of these centers, my profile, my strategy, and all of that, the more I embody that, I just feel better about myself and about my life. And I'm just able to accept others and understand others in the same way that I accepted myself, you know, without this need to change myself. And I think that a lot of us, we're just, we hate certain things about us, but those are the things that are our gifts. And once you understand that, you can then use it and be like, well, actually, this is what makes me unique. And this is what I just love about myself. Instead of thinking that it's something weird or that something is wrong with you because you're not like everyone else. So yeah, (laughs) that's it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And once again, if you want to dive deeper into your own human design, if you want an in-depth explanation on how to use your authority, on how to make the most aligned decisions and how to best use your energy, then order your human design blueprint that covers your energy centers. So that's what you see on your human design chart, all of these triangles and squares. All of that is going to be explained. I'm going to cover your type. So if you're manifesting generator, projector, reflector, manifester, your strategy, your not-self theme, signature theme, and authority. So the link to order your human design blueprint is in the show notes below or go to laivana.com slash human dash design dash blueprint. Thank you so much everyone for joining me today's episode. Have an amazing day everyone and I'll talk to you soon. Bye! You just finished listening to an episode on the Laivana podcast. If you liked today's episode, make sure to leave me a review on iTunes or wherever you're listening to this podcast. Take a screenshot of this episode and share it over on Instagram. I'd really appreciate it. And if you'd like even more tips and action steps to start creating the life of your dreams, head over to my blog, laivana.com and binge on all the motivational content. Thank you for listening to this episode. Have an amazing day and I'll talk to you soon.